to total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. This is Cheryl and Ken Dawson with Kevin Hogan, consultant, professor, and author of The Science of Influence. We're going to have an exciting show for you today. Uh, certainly everyone desires to influence others, you know, whether it's family members or friends or associates. And for salespeople, it's an obvious need. But for some of us uh, that are in the non-sales arena, it's sometimes difficult to, to understand how important the ability to influence others uh, affects both our lives and our relationships. While persuasion is often thought of as an art or perhaps a natural gift, but today we're going to learn about this science of influence and persuasion. Our guest is an expert who is consulted, consulted both by the media and businesses. He teaches the science of persuasion and influence as well as body language. Kevin Hogan has written the holy grail, if you will, of persuasion, the science of influence, how to get anyone to say yes in eight minutes or less. When I first read it, I couldn't put it down. So listen carefully for some amazing insights to help you at work, at home, in job search if you're currently transitioning, and improving all of your relationships. Um, And uh, we're going to have four segments today. Uh, The first one, uh, I'd like to introduce Kevin. Uh, He is the author of 19 books, including the best-selling Psychology of Persuasion, now updated with the latest research in the science of influence. In the past decade, he's become the body language and unconscious uh, influence expert to um, all of the networks and dozens of popular magazines like Forbes and Cosmopolitan. He is the go-to resource for analyzing key White House figures as well. Kevin has taught persuasion and influence at the University of St. Thomas Management Center and is a dynamic, well-known international public speaker, consultant, and corporate trainer. His cutting-edge research into the mind and keen understanding of consumer behavior presents a unique distillation of information never before released to the public. His book offers a a, uh, concise compendium of what works and what doesn't work in communicating and influencing others. Welcome, Kevin. We're, We're so glad to have you here today. Good day, Cheryl, and good day, Ken. How are you guys doing? We're Fine, doing Kevin. Fantastic. How are you? All is good. I'm just back from a week-long training in influence, and I'm, I'm happy to be home. <laughs> we had a great time, but it's good to be back. Well, great. Well, we're kind of spread around the country today. Uh, Kevin, uh, you're, I guess, up in Minneapolis is your home. Ken is on the East Coast. I'm in Houston today, so we've got the country covered. That is a very, very good thing indeed. Well, tell us, uh, Kevin, what got you interested in the field of persuasion? When I was a kid, I, I, I grew up in Chicago in a very poor neighborhood. And uh, my, my father, my birth father, had left our family when I was four, the very day my, my third brother was born. So early on, I was sort of put into a role uh, as the uh, parent of a, of a very you know, significantly sized family. And uh, so I had to kind of go out and sell greeting cards and, you know, create a little business here, shoveling snow and cutting lawns. And, of course, a lot of people did this uh, as kids. It's nothing special to me. But that's sort of where I, I learned the things that were interesting to, to other people, what, when you could knock on their door and, and uh, how, how you could actually make them, in, you know, become endeared to you as opposed to want to slam the door in your face. 
Well, that's an important lesson to learn early. I think all of us have kind of had those experiences, but you, there must have been something innate there, uh, Kevin, that uh, that captured your your fancy. But what is the law of persuasion? Well, you know what? There's 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 about eleven of them actually. There's there's eleven basic areas of human behavior that are just so predictable from something like reciprocity where I, I send you a Christmas card, you feel compelled to send me a Christmas card back. I do good things for you. You want to do good things back. That sort of cooperation has sort of evolved into human nature in that way. Things like expectancy, uh, where if I anticipate that you're going to do a good job at something, you're more likely to actually perform better. And so there's 11 of these universal principles or laws, if you will, that sort of combine into the law of persuasion, which is that you really can, on purpose, influence other people to not only your way of thinking, but to changing their lives for way better than where we're at. Well, knowing that you can is, is an important, <laughs> important beginning spot for sure. And, you know, all of us kind of know that what is a familiar path or, or what is familiar to us is a path of least resistance. So if you want to influence someone to take a new path, what do you do? Well, that's that two-letter word you use there. You've got to be careful of that. That word do, <laughs> the, uh, the most important thing of all of persuasion is if you can get somebody to actually take an action, to do something, to just pretend like they're doing something. So if you want to convince somebody to, to go to church with you, say, you say, you know, you simply say, hey, you know what? I don't want to convince you that this is the right church, the wrong church, the, anything like that. Just go with me this afternoon and have a good time with me. And actually by getting people to do the specific action, an action, any action, because we really are inert beings, and if we can just move, what, as soon as people move, action creates habits, and habits create actions, and it's like this really powerful hurricane, this cyclical swirl thing that just rotates back and forth. As soon as you set something in motion, it creates habitual activity. Habitual activity creates more you know, people doing things. If you can get a person to put a pen in their hand you know, and write down notes on a piece of paper at an event like I just did, the people who take the most notes are the ones who had the best time because they actually have a record. And then when they get home, they got all these stacks of notes. Why? And why are they happy? Because they had a great event. They got stacks of notes. The people who sat back had a good time, too, but they remember it differently. It's like, well, I'm not sure I got as much out of it as I'd like to. So get people to take an action. Any action is, is better than no action. Kevin, what is so exciting about what you're saying is that it completely parallels everything we do. And the amazing part for Cheryl and I is we've had, oh, maybe 20 shows now, and it's amazing how many of our guests, who are many times authors and very well-known figures like yourself, are, the parallels between what we do are absolutely amazing. But let me, if I can, draw a parallel between what you just said and our system. We are very, very cognizant of the environment today, the economy, the fact that so many people are out of work, uh, oftentimes out of their homes, and, and we're just trying so hard to help them in every way we can. And one of the things that we insist upon from our perspective is the doing aspect. And one of the things we do in our system is have what we call the total system personal commitment contract. And that is a contract to read the system, follow the system, implement the system, and sign the contract, which basically is with themselves and their families. And what we say is if you'll do that, work harder, smarter, longer, you will achieve better job, better pay, and a better life, not only for yourself but for your family. And what greater legacy can you pass on to your 
sons, daughters, and granddaughters and grandsons, then better job, better pay, better life. It's a fantastic system, and it is exactly the same thing you're doing. Well, it's cool. When you put your signature on something, you know, our culture, and this is different in some, but our culture, we tend to follow through on pretty much anything we put our signature on. So anytime you can get somebody to sign that contract like a commitment, even to themselves, the probability that they'll actually do that behavior then becomes magnified. And you could, you could do all of the same things you just described with your business, and if you didn't get them to sign the consistency agreement, which exactly is indeed right. those laws, you'd never, they wouldn't follow through. And you know what's fantastic? I'm here in Asheville, North Carolina today. I'm with my brother, my older brother, and then this afternoon we're going to Tennessee to visit my younger brother. And I'm actually using Job Search Total System and this personal commitment contract with my family and their family. And it's amazing how it works for everybody across the board just by doing it, following it, believing it, and trusting us that it will work. It's amazing to see the results. And people who mentor with you guys are going to learn that, you know, that following a good mentor's advice is a wonderful thing because we often as mentors see things in other people that they don't see in themselves. You find somebody who you trust that you enjoy working with like you guys, and life goes a lot easier. <laughs> Oh, exactly there's no right. question about that, and and we certainly invest in in our clients, and and both uh, on the corporate side as well as on the retail side, and uh, because we really do care about uh, their future. Now, in addition to um, having people actually do something, you say that changing an environment will often change behavior. Why is that? You know, one of the neatest things I studied, Cheryl, was. Um, communicating with people and observing interactions in all these different environments. So I, li- I live in Minneapolis, so the Mall of America, which is the biggest mall on the on the planet, maybe or perhaps it's second biggest. Uh, it, I get to watch people in different settings, and I, if I go up to the mall and I observe people in the food court, they behave differently than at one of the really really elegant restaurants in the mall. And if I observe there, the behavior is very different than if I go into the little uh, amusement park and how people interact there. And it's really cool because when you start to think that. You, you know, how we behave in different contexts. I, I confess when I go to a football game, I behave differently, or a little bit, than when I'm on the stage, you know. And you, you can say certain things at a football game that you probably don't get away with from the front of the room. So if you just take that concept and go, oh, okay, so how would life be if I were going to, you know, say that I wanted to persuade somebody to buy my product or service, and if I wanted to persuade them, say, in their home where they might be threatened a little bit by me versus at a really nice restaurant where the lights are dimmed a little bit, where there's a perception of elegance, a perception that somebody's actually done something for me as well, all of a sudden people's minds change quicker, faster, more efficiently. And in every setting, whether you're in a church or a synagogue or a football game, wherever you're at, you're going to get different responses, yeses and noes, and I'll think about it from point to point, and it's really varied. A lot of times people go, gosh, you know, Kev, I did everything right, and the person was almost ready to say yes, but I just can't figure out why they didn't say yes. And I'm like, where did you do the event? You know, where did you do your, your sales presentation? I'll say, well, in my office. And I'm like, well, that was a really dumb idea, but don't you have the home field advantage there? Uh, you do have a home field. It's a disadvantage, though, because you're not where people are familiar with and what makes them comfortable. Yeah, and that is absolutely true. We see that every day with our clients. Let me just give you another quick analogy, if I can. Uh, Can can we have about a minute, just so you know? A minute? Mm -hmm. Okay, real quick. Um, I used to do sales training with a company called Hughes Tool, which is now part of Baker Hughes. And part of the mission was not just to do sales training for all the top executives and all the salespeople, but for the whole company. 
It was communication, persuasion, saying to people that you have so much talent, you have so much ability, you have so much to offer, and get encourage them to participate, to jump in, and basically that became team builder sessions were immensely successful throughout the company and got rave reviews. People got so excited. Productivity went up. Profits went up. It's just amazing what persuasion can do. Oh, that's so true, Ken. And when we get back from break, we're going to explore more of Kevin's insights on some of the keys to influence. So stay tuned. We talk about his money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk talk money money all all the time. Voice America Business. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Cheryl and Ken Dawson with Kevin Hogan, consultant and uh, author of The Science of Influence. Well, Kevin, we had uh, some great points in the first segment, and uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you, we all know that our first impression is usually the lasting. How can that knowledge help us influence others more effectively? 
Well, a couple things. First of all, uh, you can actually create a preface to your first influence, uh, to your first impression. So before I talk about the impression, a quick study, which in 30 seconds, uh, college professors often take days off as everybody else does. You bring a substitute in. So university professors around the United States wanted to know, how can we get our substitute professor to be liked or disliked? You know um, more, and uh, and what they did was is they would give the kids, the students, a bio of the professor, the the incoming one day professor, and they would and when it would start, it was just a paragraph, and the only difference between the bio that was given to one half of the room versus the other in each of the schools all around the United States was is the word warm or cold. So in other words, we're describing the professor as being a warm person or a cold person, and then the exact same biography for every single professor was given to all of the students all around the United States. And it turned out that the vast majority, almost almost 100%, would like the professor if the word warm, the, the person's a warm person, was at the very first word that was given in describing the professor. If the word cold was used, he's a cold person, uh, then the person almost completely disliked them at the end of the day. Now, remember, this was given at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day, after the, after the classes were all done, but at the beginning of the day. So that very first word primed audiences all around the United States, all on the same day, to determine whether or not a professor was going to be liked. And sure enough, that one preface, that one pre-introduction that nobody knew they were getting the warmer the cold, but sure enough. So when you introduce somebody, you want to make sure that you introduce them correctly. And that includes you when you go out to an appointment and to a, a business presentation. You really want to have a short little preface, an email that says, hey, you know, uh, we're really warm people or we're really, you know, people who are focused on good stuff. And that just opens the door. Once you get there, when you get to the interview, you want to look completely logical to the situation. So if you're at a football game, you want to dress as if you're going to a football game. And if you're, if you're going to be in front of you know, 5,000 people, you want to be coat in your best tie and your best suit. And, of course, all those things are pretty obvious, except for I don't see them every day when I watch the real world. And uh, people really do things that hurt themselves so much in influence. If you get a chance, women pay close attention to shoes, okay? Men's shoes. It's like, you know, I can't tell you how many times women will look at me, they'll look at my face, and then they'll sort of notice my body you know, type and all that. And then they'll look at my shoes. And it, it dawned on me about five, six years ago, why are they looking at my shoes? Have you ever, Ken, you ever been in a woman's closet? Uh, not recently. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And by the way, that is the correct answer to that question. <laughs> you know, they're filled with shoes. And, and women buy shoes and they become familiar. So if you want to impress uh, a positive impression upon about 50% of the population, People make good shoe selections. Little silly things like that that we think men especially would never think about make a huge impact on people. So look appropriate to the setting. doesn't mean you have to dress a suit and tie to go to the football game, but just look appropriate and logical to the setting so that you fit in, so you look familiar to the setting to the person and create comfort in the mind of the other person. Kevin, the exciting thing about what you're saying is, for instance, for those listening, those interested in, better job, better pay, better life, or those unemployed who are currently looking for a job, it is so critical to have a positive attitude, to be excited. What we talk about in our book, all ten chapters, is have an A-plus resume, A-plus attitude, A-plus marketing strategy, A-plus interviewing technique, and go in expecting to get the job and persuade the individual that you're the person for the job. What you do in every case is talk about the impact you're going to have on the bottom line, how much you can make them and save them, and walk in and convince the interviewer 
that you're the person for the job. It's amazing how many times that makes 90% of the difference. Well, you've just sold our system, Kevin, because that's what—that's exactly what we teach, that every single communication, whether it's written or face-to-face or on the telephone, for that matter, uh, is going to, to be a, an influencing or selling process. Uh, what really struck me uh, as I read your book on this particular uh, aspect is that 50 to 60% of our communication impact uh, is from the body language and, and the attractiveness. Boy, it, it is. It, you know, it's, it's unreasonable and unfair that the world has made it so that if you're a more attractive woman or a more attractive man that you will earn more money and you will have offers of better positions. And the funny thing is, Cheryl, is that it's not the men that give the attractive women better positions and jobs. It's women, superior managers and things like that, that actually offer women more jobs and, and, and uh, higher positions. And then attractive women... They, they even do better by far than, than uh, other women. As far as men are concerned, attractiveness is, is almost like a yes-no button uh, on the very first thing. If, if women see, if women are your, the person you're going to interview with, they are so focused on how you're dressed without knowing it. They, don't, they think they're looking at an application and they're going to go through your app, and the app is super important. But the fact is, is that that non-conscious piece of how do you look like everybody else in that office? You know, do you fit there? Are you the missing piece of the puzzle that's going to fit in that office? And, you know, there's a lot to be said for uniqueness, and that's a whole other subject, and, and it's very important, too. But, but you have to be familiar first before you get to be unique. That's really interesting. And, you know, for those who may not be as attractive, uh, one of the messages is be as attractive as you possibly can be. There's, there's uh, so if you're things. overweight, you know, get on a weight reduction program. Oh, I, you know what? The, the data with women particularly here now, as, just as much as women benefit by being attractive, overweight women are, are absolutely, quote, discriminated against whatever that means, good or bad or whatever. But they don't get the jobs that the, that the thinner woman does. If a woman is 250 pounds, she really needs to be 150. Her life will not only change from her friendships and all that kind of stuff, but how she feels about herself inside and man, that comes all out into the real world. <laughs> you get down to that 150 weight or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I feel good about myself. And it's an amazing thing. We always think, oh, don't discriminate against me because I'm heavy. You know what? Just try for like six weeks being light. <laughs> and right. the world, world changes in a way. You have energy like you never believed. And I'm not Mr. Nutrition, not even close. I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich yesterday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, but energy comes out of people, and when you're super heavy, it's like carrying around barbells all day. Right. Well, that's a that's the lesson. If we take nothing away uh, else away today, that's certainly an important one. But there are other factors that establish one's credibility. What are some of those, Kevin? Well, we just boy, we just got done talking about this at great length at Influence Boot Camp. Uh, trust, trust plus expertise equals credibility. And you know what? The biggest factor of of, uh, of trust turned out to be it wasn't like honesty or anything like that. It was dependability. So, for example, you guys say, hey, you know, Kev, could you be on the interview maybe five minutes earlier so we can do a sound check today? Well, here's the deal. When I, stop, when I hop on the interview at five minutes to the top of the hour, I'm actually there. You, there's a little sigh of relief that goes on in your mind because you've had the experience before where somebody didn't show up five minutes early. It delayed everything. It screwed everything up. And so you sort of lose trust in that person, which means they become uncredible. But when people are dependable, when they're a little bit early all the time, when they're on time, when people are on time, it builds trust in that person. And then if you take trust and you combine it with expertise, the person speaks a little bit quicker. Why? Because they know their, 
their subject. They know what they're talking about. People who are constantly searching for an answer in their mind, you know, maybe they just learn the information. But, but when you have somebody who's an expert and somebody who doesn't have to tell you how amazing they are, it's just obvious from their communication pattern, you combine that with the trust, now you have a credible person. That person gets hired. Kevin, it is so critical that we continually are thinking of our audience as we're going through our show. And for those listeners out there and listen to what we're saying, it's absolutely essential that you're absorbing everything we're saying. But what we want you to know and believe is that you have so many skills, talents, abilities that you are going to be offering to your potential employer. And everything we're saying is absolutely correct. But the key point is that if you do not have, for whatever reason, one or more of these attributes, there are a number of other attributes you can bring to the bottom line. The reason why employers are hiring people today is so they can impact the bottom line. How much can they make and save the employer? Study the company, study the environment exactly as we're talking about, but look at what you can do to differentiate yourself from the other people interviewing for that position. Beat the competition, come in with A-plus resume, A-plus interview, A-plus appearance as we're describing here, and you'll be amazed at the impact it's going to have. And you will achieve better job, better pay, better life. And, Kevin, what, what we find is that our clients do, in fact, beat out their competition, even though they may not have the same level of competence. So what are some of the ways that an individual can demonstrate their credibility? Well, there's a whole bunch. The first thing is to have great intelligence walking into an interview or walking into a sales presentation, whatever the context is. So in other words, if I'm, if I'm going in for an interview, and I, I interview all the time with companies, you know, we want you to come speak and we've got to talk about salary and all that. One of the things that I find out about, I, I, hit, I hit Google a lot, and I go, okay, I want to know about, you know, Auntie Anne's pretzels, and I want to find out all about them, their owner, and what the people believe and what they think. And I spend a good hour on the, uh, on, on the, on the Internet researching people, and then what people comment about them, what, and, and then what the people that comment about what the people comment about. So I find out a ton of information before I walk into an interview, before I go into a sales presentation. I actually know that company really, really well when I walk in the door. I would encourage the people who listen to you to do the same thing. That's a real powerful tool. It is absolutely critical, Kevin. Uh, research is a critical part of this. And, again, to our listeners, regardless of where you are in the country, matter of fact, I just talked to my uh, brother's son and talked to him about where he is, where he's going, and how he's going to get there. And one of the things that he's kicking around is relocation. Relocation is absolutely critical to your new position. Study the company, study the environment, study where you want to be, and put everything in place. But be prepared to go where you need to go to find the job you want. Well, that's it. And and if you're, you know, every company wants somebody who's willing. If they're gonna if they're gonna gamble their money on you and and hire you, they're gonna put out twenty five, thirty five, forty five, one hundred thousand dollars, whatever the dollar figure is. It's a gamble for them. It's a sure thing for you, the, the the listener here. But it's a gamble for the company, and and that money comes out of somebody else's salary. So you really want to be able to offer yourself as say, you know what? I know that you are p- taking a big chance on hiring anybody in a recession. I want to be, you know, as open and flexible for you. You want me to go to Chicago? I'm in Chicago tomorrow morning. You want me to go to Atlanta? I'm there Tuesday, you know? And if you can do that for people, if you can show people that you are willing to move, and I don't mean just like move 
your location, but move and be a moving person. In other words, you ha- you're a person of action, and you don't complain about it, you don't whine. You just go and do stuff that are required for the people who are going to take a chance on you. That comes through like this, and people will hire you. And you do it well, when better. we return for break, we're going to explore more about the science of influence. Stay tuned for some great insights on advancing your career. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life feeling overworked overwhelmed do you feel like you could use a getaway right about now have we got a show for you it's called de-stress radio and this show will help you take control of the stress in your life join hosts robin siegel and marin vertok every week they'll motivate you to attain balance in both your personal and professional life you'll want to share each episode with those important to you listen for de-stress radio with robin and marin every wednesday at noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern on the voice america health and wellness network Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Kevin Hogan, author of The Science of Influence, and we've already covered some great tips that could make you a hero in whatever environment you are. One of the things, uh, Kevin, that really intrigued me uh, in your book is that you say that if you change behavior, you can change someone's attitude. Can you give an example of how that can enable us to be better influencers? Well, sure. If, if, if you want, boy... 
uh, if somebody were to go in for a job, now all of a sudden I'm in the job interview because this is what you guys do for a living. But, but you know, really, though, if you, if you go in for a job interview and you sit across the table from the gal, the, the person who's in charge of human relations, and you just have your interview, well, there's a chance that'll go okay. And remind me to ask, ask me about later about where people should go in the interview process. Do you want to go at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, okay? Remember that okay. one. All right. But here's, here's the deal. If you can put something in the interviewer's hand, a newspaper article, okay? Forget the, well, the resume is important. I'm not saying forget the resume. It does matter. But everybody has a resume. Not everybody has a newspaper article that was written about them or by them. Bring in something that you can put into the interviewer's hands, whatever it might be. And you've got to get a little creative and think about it. I just gave you one example. Put a newspaper article about you, current or past, into the interviewer's hands. You now created activity in that person's mind, okay? They actually had to take the, the piece of paper away from you and look at it and look down, and then they handed it back. Now, I know this sounds really minor, but I'm telling you, we are creatures of inertia. We will do nothing when we can. But if all of a sudden you just get a person to take an action, you've influenced to take something from you and then to give it back. That's just like doing a favor for somebody, returning the favor. It's processed exactly in the same way as if I had just taken you to... Um, a, a restaurant for dinner, or if I gave you a Christmas gift that you really liked, and then you gave me one back. It's the actual physical action that triggers off the mirror neurons in the brain. That person who causes action in another person, whether, no matter how minor people think it is, if you cause an action, you're likely to get the deal, the job, the, 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 the sale, all of those things. The same is true on the Internet, by the way, for people who market on the Internet. You get people to take an action of some kind, a click, and all of a sudden they're more likely to buy. Kevin, and let me give you we a specific do, uh, encourage our clients to have a portfolio approach. And can you want to elaborate on that? Well, what I was going to do is give uh, Kevin a specific example of that from the book. Um, Kevin, we have in the book what we call a requirements qualifications letter. It's the only time you'll ever see it anywhere in the world. And what it does is prepare the person coming into the interview to do exactly what the hiring authority does, and that is look at a job description in terms of duties and responsibilities and say, well, how does this resume match up to that? And what we do in the book is talk about how the interviewee coming into the interview actually identifies the requirements of the position, and they can take a job description anywhere and basically identify those, and then match up their qualifications in the form of a letter and take that into the interview. It's amazing the results that these people get simply because the typical person interviewing hardly ever sees anyone who comes in with that degree of creativity and forethought, and it completely differentiates them from every single other interviewer or interviewee, rather. And it causes them to be head and shoulders over the competition. And there are dozens and dozens of ideas like this in the book. That's cool, you know. And, and people people always underestimate things that seem very simple, and the, the and the potency they can have. We're also used to seeing the exact same thing every single day. Once a person's become familiar with you, i.e., you look like you fit with the company, okay, and that you know about the company. Now, what's different about you that makes you stand out from the rest of the crowd? Exactly. Well, that's a powerful technique that, that we use. Now, another uh, aspect that I was uh, interested in, Kevin, is, you know, we often assume that people think of themselves first, but you say that we should appeal to the interests of the broader group, uh, the company, the team. Right. Yeah, you know, there, there's, there's sort of this, uh, 
extrinsic circle. I don't know. How, boy, well, let's do this quickly. Um, uh, imagine yourself uh, and, and, uh, as, as a circle, and then imagine somebody standing you as a circle. And if you want, really, seriously, if you really want to impact that person into liking you as a person, into impacting you as a person, into, into having that person accept you into their life or their business into their, uh, as an employee, you want to focus on their circle first in like three to one increments. So in other words, I might say, so I, I read online that you guys are like one of the biggest companies in this area, or you're one of the smallest companies in this area that's trying to grow and overcome because of you have this product or whatever. And so now I've shared, I've asked you to share three things with me. Now all of a sudden, I, I self-reveal too. Okay, now it's like, you know what? One of the cool things about that is, is I'm in the same position. I'm here to get a job with you because... You know, my company went under. They they fired all the managerial people, and now I want to work with somebody who's going to make sense for me to work with. I would do terrible with a company of fifty billion dollars, but with five million, you have the ability to actually make yourself shine. So that's what I want to do for you. Something like that. Does that make sense? Precisely. That's exactly the conversation I had yesterday with my uh, uh, son-in-law. He was recently laid off, and he has immense skills in the purchasing area. And he's kind of down because of the economy. And I said, look at your resume. Look at your accomplishments. Look at what you've actually brought to the bottom line of these companies. You literally have made and saved the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and now he's thinking about, well, what do I want to do? And I'm talking him into going into consulting, which he's never even thought of. So many consultants come in from the outside, and they literally come in, research a company, and look at specific ways to make and save the company money, go directly to the president, and they're hired. And I said, you can do exactly the same thing and make three, four, or five times the money we're making in a full-time job. You know, it's a funny thing, Ken. A lot of times when people lose their job, they get fired, they get laid off, whatever word we want to use, they lose their job. And they think it's because they weren't as good as somebody sitting next to them. And the fact is, there's a few things here. First of all, that's just not true. The first, I, I, I was uh, playing cards the other night at, at uh, the Mandalay Bay, and I was talking to the dealer, and I, I said, so, you know, how, what's your layoff situation like here? And she says, well, you know, everybody who's had less than five years of dealing here at, at, at the Mandalay has been laid off. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So all of the really nice dealers, smart dealers, people who actually engage their customers got fired, even though there may not be, they, they may be a, sub, a superior uh, employee than somebody who's been there much, much longer, but they got laid off just because they didn't work there as long. So people should know that just because they get fired doesn't, don't, I mean, take it a little personally. I mean, take some personal pride in yourself. That's pretty important, too. Realize that, you know, you're a human being and that you have, you know, you're not perfect, and that's a good thing. But don't take it to the point where I'm a loser, because you know what? Everybody's been fired. I always tell people I've been fired almost as often as Donald Trump fires people. It's okay. You can do okay in life. It really doesn't matter that much. People want to see, do you have the spirit, the enthusiasm, the aggressiveness, the, the forethinking? Are you smart enough to, inf- to pay attention to the company uh, that you're going to talk to? You know, or do you just ask stupid questions and say, I'll do anything? No, nah, come on. Do a little bit of research. That, that pays off huge. Come in with that, that rest of the letter of recommendation, as you mentioned. Little things like that. It's, it's, they, they go a long, long way. Transferable skills. Exactly what I, another member of my family talked into going into a franchise. He has great background in food. He has a background in service. He has a great personality. And I said, what a great opportunity to go into a franchise. Find the next location that's all about location, location, location. Look at your background, your skills, abilities, your talents. I'll help you put a proposal together or a business plan together. And this kid is all of a sudden 
looking at things he's never, ever dreamed of in his life, and he's just on top of the sky. Well, and there's so many, Kevin, who are losing their jobs right now, and so we always tell them, you know, you may have lost a position, but you haven't lost your skills, you haven't lost your capabilities, and and you, you hit on so many of the things that employers are looking for. It's more of those qualities about an individual. Certainly the competence and the skills are important, but if you don't have the other to match with it, you're probably going to lose out. If you're going in for a job as an accountant, well, then everybody has the same degree, okay? But not everybody has the same character. Not everybody has the same uh, emotional skill level, the emotional intelligence, if you will. Those skills that are the people skills, they so often get dumped on. But here's the deal. When you look at the list of millionaires around the world for every single country, <laughs> it, it's, it's not a skill-dominated list. It's a, it's, a, it's a list of people that's dominated by people who are really good with communicating with other people. That's, that's the deal. And the beauty of this is that so many millionaires, multimillionaires, and billionaires, and I don't know which category you're in. Number uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but look at any of these guys. I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump and so many talk about it. They've been bankrupt two, three, four times, and regardless of when you're down, you know you're going back up, and that's exactly the attitude you have to have. Never give up on what you know, what you have, and look forward to the future. It's amazing how positive, exciting, competent people are always succeeding in the future. I'd like your listener to just look at their life like a series of projects and experiences. It's okay to fail. Seriously, it really is okay to fail. If you fail, if you fail ten times in a row, it's, it's not that important in the, in the scope of life. And people put so much, um, too much on, on the concept of failure. Failure is, well, ultimately failure is just when you quit and you give up. But as long as you're trying, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you didn't get 10 jobs in a row or if you got fired from 10 in a row. What really matters is, did you keep at it? Do you have that quality of persistence? Because that's really what every employer is looking for. Now, there's no question about that. And, and we've been talking here about survival. It seems to be the name of the game right now. And it is an innate motivator. So how, how can we use that uh, to, inf- uh, to affect influencing someone? Well, fear, fear is a beautiful motive. Pe- people always think, well, just talk about hope and all of the good stuff. But that's really a little naive, too. The fact is, is that fear is a powerful motivator, or it can be the, the, the ultimate crusher also. And here's how. So if I communicate with you and I say, you know what, here's the deal. We're going to be laying off this month. I really want you guys to buckle down and go for it so you get to stay with the company. Okay, so that's, that's pretty important. We can use that fear as a way that just sort of crushes us and overwhelms us, or we can rechannel that fear into, aha, he just told me I'm going to get fired if I don't do X, if I don't you know, really go for it and exceed and excel and do all those things. So use fear as a driver, as a, as a core driver. When you get scared, it's like my son the other day, he said, Daddy, he says, I get, I get a little nervous when I get in front of a group. Well, he's talking to a public speaker who's terrified every time he gets in front of a group. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, you know what, son, don't worry about it. Because here's the thing, if you sit back and you do nothing, what, how do you feel? He says, well, scared. And I said, if you get up in front of the group, how do you feel? He says, well, scared. And I said, exactly. I go, you're going to feel the same no matter what, except for when you're speaking, you're making an impact. Wow, that's powerful. Well, when we get back, we're going to cover more insights on influencing techniques. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. 
earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with job search the total system now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality one total system user shared this is without reservation the best advice on job search available i used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today while you're on the site please check out tcs university which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes career assessment total career success tracks links to coaching services and much more read get off the treadmill the total career success blog from ken and cheryl dawson and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com total career success better job better pay better life Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Kevin Hogan, and we've just covered a host of techniques to help you influence more effectively. And in this segment, we're going to just uh, cover a few more. I'd like to uh, ask you, Kevin, how can getting someone to commit to buy in the future work to your advantage? Well, you know, there's a lot of good reasons for people not to buy today. And so when I'm doing business with anybody, like this weekend I worked, I I had one of my main annual signature events, sort of like it's something I hold every year. And there's a lot of people there who are interested in being part of like my inner circle, the core group of people I, I coach. And some of the people came up and I would just say, you know what? Do not ask me to be part of the inner circle today because it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money. Pardon me. It's going to cost you a lot of money. And the deal is you don't have it. You're going to be more suited for that two years down the road. And then you draw them a picture. It's like, here's the deal. Between now and two years, you're going to, A, keep very, very employed 
overemploy yourself by getting a second job or start a small business. And then once you have actually put yourself at your coffee table doing the Internet marketing business or whatever business kind of a model or the additional job that you're doing, then I want to talk to you because then we can optimize the work that you're doing. Now, what I've done, aside from always having the best interest of the person in front of me at heart, you want to be able to create a picture in people's mind, a movie, that they can actually be the person that's a starring role. You don't want to say, like, oh, Mr. Johnson did this, and you can be just like Mr. Johnson. It doesn't translate. But if a person can picture themselves into the future of how they look in a specific setting because of the events that are currently going on, those things, then there's a little part of the brain called the reticular formation that actually sort of attends to, to all of the steps that will be necessary to get that future. So we can, sort of, we can sort of push ourselves in the direction of success and failure simply by how well we envision ourselves in specific experiences in the future. And, Kevin, it is so critical that the person listening to this show believes they can do it. Um, so many times people are down or, oh, I can't do that or I can't do this. It's amazing what you can do. Set your goal, go for it with a Vagusto, and what have you got to lose? You have everything to gain, nothing to lose, and that confidence you build is just so critical to your succeeding in the future. If the listener will just take this one idea, this, just this right here, how do you feel when you're going to go to the grocery store? Watch this. If, if, I, if you say to me, for example, I don't know if I can do it, Kev, but, but I'll, I'll start to believe in myself as if I can get at that job. I'm like, wait a second here. How do you feel when you think you're going to go to the grocery store? Well, I don't know. I just go to the grocery store. Oh, okay, so you just go to the grocery store. I'm like, but don't you have to go? I know I can get to the grocery store. I know I can. I'm really good at this. I'm smart. I'm a good person inside. I know I can get to the grocery store. Of course not, right? We all just go to the grocery store because we're positive. And then you know you're going to get your groceries and come back. Similarly, take that set of feelings. Just kind of do that funny little imaging for two minutes, okay? All of the things about how obvious it is that you're going to get to the grocery store. It's certainty. I mean, it's just flat-out certainty. That's the same certainty you get when you get in your car just to go to a different business location where you're applying for your job or going to make your sale. It's the exact same set of feelings you want to have. Well, of course the person's going to do business with me because who else would they do business with? Of course I'm going to go to the grocery store. Of course I'm going to bring home the grocery store. What else would I do? Exactly right. Well, the envisioning is really critical. We talk about that all the time in in our book and in our sessions, uh, Kevin, the the fact that instead of focusing on the naysayers, which there's plenty of them out there right now with with all that's going on in the marketplace, focus on just what you need and what you want and what's important to your family and envision that. And that will help you stay focused on the things you actually need to do, the actions uh, that will uh, lead to the results you want. Now, another thing that happens is, you know, a lot of parents will tell their kids, well, go get a job. Why is that approach ineffective to get the result they desire, and what would be a better way to influence them? <laughs> it's sort of like telling your kid to quit, you know, doing something stupid. So if my son, if my son is, I don't know, I actually have a pretty good group of kids, so it's hard for me to complain about my kids. But if, if my kids were misbehaving and I said, hey, stop misbehavior X, whatever that is, like stop you know, throwing stuff outside or whatever. Well, that, that doesn't, you can't accomplish anything with that because you actually have to have, you know, a, an instruction that goes with that. For example, hey, stop throwing eggs outside at the Johnson's house because, 
you know, th- that's not a cool thing to do, but what I want you to do is this. You know, if you want to have fun and have it a little bit quirky, weird, then, hey, go, go and do this at the baseball time and then lay out what you want them to go do. And as soon as you isolate a behavior that you want people to stop, you replace it with a behavior, a specific behavior with a specific set of instructions that you want them to do. And we respond remarkably well to that kind of an approach. We don't respond well to, oh, just stop, you know, stop being afraid or stop, you know, stop smoking or start losing weight. We, we can't do that. But give us a set of instructions. And then humans actually can lay that out in their minds step by step. And we are step by step creatures. We will do those things with a specific set of instructions. The Kevin, amazing thing is that works company. on spouses too, doesn't it, Kevin? Boy, it sure does. <laughs> People need to educate each other. It's like, okay, here's here. I, I was uh, I was trained uh, Al Duncan, a wonderful, wonderful public speaker. Uh, he's spoken before a million people, almost just about a million people uh, on the East Coast of the United States now. And uh, I, I had a conversation with him four years ago. I said, you know what you want to do right now? Lay out your roles in your marriage because you just got married, and lay out your roles. So, in other words, somebody's going to do Project X. Don't do like half the time you do the laundry and half the time she does laundry. That'll kill you. Okay, that, that, that's, a, that's deadly. Somebody does the laundry, somebody does the dishes, somebody does the lawn, somebody does this, and that way nothing is ever in doubt. Everything is always cut and dry simple. And if people have an instruction manual at the beginning of a project, whether it's marriage or a job or a company, it doesn't matter, they will succeed because everybody, the instructions are laid out. But it's where there's ambiguity. And where there's ambiguity, there's huge risk for failure. And, Kevin, in our book, once again, we talk about the importance of being excellent, the importance of being outstanding. Companies today are laying people off who, in many cases, are below average, average, and, and don't really fit into the excellence or outstanding category. A lot of people who leave companies really don't understand that. And if they go into a interview with the thought that I am an A-plus resume and an A-plus interviewing style and I truly am excellent, I truly am an outstanding person, the confidence they uh, communicate to the interviewer is absolutely amazing. And in terms of persuasion, we've seen cases where an interview was so successful that the person went in thinking, well, I might be a supervisor. And the individual came out as a manager just because the excitement and enthusiasm was there, and they persuaded the individual to give them a position higher than that they actually came in for. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's so cool. And that's real life, too. And the funny thing is, is people want to, don't get married to an idea or a specific company until they marry you, okay? So in other words, you go in there, you, get, you, you do your interview, and it's highly probable that you're going to have a, a better than average chance of getting hired. But if you don't, don't get married to that because then you would have to get divorced and then you feel bad about yourself. Instead, go give it your all as if you already work for the company. And if that project works, then give them your all for the next 10, 20 years, whatever it's going to be. If it doesn't work, then prepare yourself to go and be somebody else's partner, somebody else's husband, wife, uh, project manager, whatever, and then give your all to the person who's willing to take a risk on you. Don't hold it against the people who don't. Maybe they're looking for something specifically that's a little bit different than you. And it's always okay that they're doing that because Kevin Hogan doesn't answer all job positions. I can't change the oil. I'm terrible at that. You know, and there's all kinds of things that are mile long I can't do, but there's about 10 things I do pretty doggone well, and there's 110 things I don't do well. And I'm always happy when somebody says, you know, 
maybe we should do business. And I go, you know what? Call Jeffrey Gittimer. Call, call my buddy Al Duncan. Call Adam Eason. Call one of these other guys who are brilliant trainers who fit a little bit better with your corporate model. You know, it's always okay to accept. It's not failure. It's just doing what's in the best interest of the employer. Are you what's in the best interest of the employer? Well, then, by the way, there's a lot of people who aren't that bright. And sometimes these human relations people don't recognize talent and brilliance and obvious things. So anyway, the point is, don't worry about perfection. Okay? Well, uh, Kevin, we're going to have to, we're going to have to close on this note, but there is, we have covered so much ground. We want to thank you for coming. Just tell our listeners how they can uh, contact you or get your materials if they'd like. KevinHogan.com. That's my name.com. And if you type in forward slash bonus, you know that slash bonus.htm, B-O-N-U-S.htm, you'll get a, you can uh, subscribe to Coffee with Kevin Hogan. It comes out every morning. It's pretty cool, easy, and it's rare. I'll let you decide. And anyway, but you'll get a whole bunch of cool free books if, if, you, if you just go there and sign up. And, and there's, there's probably four or five free books that you can actually download, print out, and read at your will. I'm not there to sell you anything. Just come out and hang out with me every Monday morning and have coffee. Thanks very much, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America.